When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanksgiving to everybody out there. This is Ginger Mint with another intro. Well, actually, this is a very special edition of Local Queen because we are having our Friendsgiving get-together today. So we're going to be cycling through some of my favorite people because no queen is a queen without their support system. And uh, sitting over here to my right, probably your left yes. when you're watching this. I don't know how science works, you know, and, <laughs> Uh, is one of my favorite people in the entire world, one of my closest friends, and one of the fiercest queens I've ever met in my life. This is Heather Abu. Hello, shalom. Hi. Uh, Asta Lama. Asta, yeah. Asta uh, Pasta. Like, like, I, don't, mm. I don't know, but I will look at Unlimited breadsticks. Unlimited breadsticks. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I am really good. I'm, I'm very stuffed. excited. Are you? Oh, my God. That food? Mm. We did. Oh. We uh, well, actually, I I will take full credit for it, but it was not me. I did nothing today. It's okay, except cut the cranberry sauce. That's into... important. That well, that I mean, it really you is like slice it right. It's the the bit that draws it all together. <laughs> slice it on the bias. On the bias. Oh no, don't do that. No, I heard that on Ninety Day Fiance. <laughs> They're talking about something very different. <laughs> so. For all of our delightful listeners out here, can you go ahead and uh, give me like a Reader's Digest version of who you are and how you fit into our queendom? Okay. So, hi, I'm Heather Abood, and I met this amazing woman, queen, entity um, about 10, oh my God, almost 10 years ago, which is crazy. And that ridiculous? Yes. Doing Broadway brunch at Hamburger Mary's in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just became fast friends. We had so much in common, our same sense of humor. And Which is we read everybody. We read filth. everybody. Um, Except the people we don't like. Correct. They're, they're not worth a read. <laughs> and we, um, uh, Ginger brought me to perform with her after. And you know, what's great about Ginger is that. She remembered people like me, like Josh Roth, who I'm sure that he'll come up later. My baby. But um, remembered people like us when she went on tour. So we've been to New York. We've been to Chicago. We've been all over the place. And we always have the best time. And we have stories for each of these places. So many stories. Okay. So let's quickly. So Heather, she is being a little modest right now. She is an incredible vocalist. She sings better than almost anybody I know in real life. Um, and she can sing anything. Like, you do all sorts of genres. You do, do. jazz and pop and Broadway. Mm-hmm. And get, I haven't country, heard... All country, all of them. Country. I haven't heard anybody quite do justice to... Um, oh, God. Oh, I want to dance with somebody. 
like Heather. And you know, Josh, on the other hand. He's okay. That well, he's great, but that's okay. that's not his song. <laughs> no. That mm-hmm. is not his song. Not his song. So uh so Heather, of course, has quickly become a staple here in our local <laughs> I, I say drag community. We call it the Queendom. It, yes. You know, we all fall under that umbrella. So now you you not only perform alongside queens you have your own shows yeah i do have my own stuff i do a lot of stuff online bathtub sessions random videos here and there so i'm very fortunate that this community has adopted me and i get to perform at so many different places and so many different shows so i'm very grateful for everybody the fact that people actually give me money to do this is mind-blowing like, <laughs> yeah I'm me like, too <laughs> every like, time i get what? to a gig i'm like i'm having a good like, time huh? oh, and you're gonna pay me right I like I'm like, this. I'm just here for the free, like, not even free wine. Like, sometimes I have to pay for it. <laughs> so, let's talk about the first year I decided to do a Christmas tour. Yes. Uh, we did Chris Mahana Kwanzaa. Oh, my God. And it was <laughs> myself, one of my really good friends, Janine Klein, my <laughs> husband, CJ. The first year we were together before we were mm-hmm. married. And Heather. Yes. And we kicked off the show in New York City at the Lori Beachman Theater. Oh, so much fun. Yeah. We had... The best, the best but worst luck <laughs> with the right. hotel. <laughs> we were in at least four different hotel rooms. Yeah, well, at we least. were in two different hotels. Two different hotels, four different rooms. Because the first hotel, we said, okay, we're doing this on our own. We're self-producing this. <laughs> so let's make it as cheap as possible. So we got a room that slept for. We walk in, and I swear all it needed was a redheaded orphan on the floor <laughs> singing, it's a hard job <laughs> life. It looked like Fievel. Like, remember in Fievel when they were, like, in the little, like, shoebox or whatever? Yes. Like, that's what it looked like, literally. I kept waiting for, like, Papa to come out and tell us there's no cats in America. <laughs> you was... couldn't stretch your legs without kicking the bunk bed across from you. There was no bathroom. Nothing. You had right. to go... It was a community bathroom. It was... But it wasn't even on our floor. You had to go two floors down to get to the bathroom. So we quickly were like, okay, nope. we'll, we'll just try. We'll eat the coffee. Yep, we we'll go this. down to this other hotel. And the, other, the only other hotel that was in our price range that was close to the theater yes. was um, Travel... Travel Lodge. Tra- it was Travel, Travel Lodge. No, that's Travel right. Inn. Travel, Travel Inn on 42nd Street. Yes. So we get into the first room. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. That's right. It was gorgeous it, it had like pretty carpet it looked very <laughs> it was new so fancy, it was yeah. big mm-hmm. and it had heat yep. in the middle of december it was lovely and i think we had gone to see kinky boots yes and everything happened after kinky boots so yes. we went to go see kinky boots mm-hmm. and as we come back we realized that even though nobody had used it the toilet had overflowed yeah, sure and flooded the room flooded it Thank like goodness. Noah came by on the ark. Like that's how flooded. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody Save okay? The <laughs> <laughs> Save the giraffe. Save the <laughs> So we literally, like, thank God. I don't know why we had the foresight to put our suitcases on top of the bed before we left, but they were there. Yep. So we we like wade through the water. Through the water. Children. <laughs> we zip up our suitcases and we go down to the front, and they're yes. like oh, we're so sorry about that. We'll move you to this other room. They take us to another room. The door won't open. They had to literally get somebody to come take the door off Mm -hmm. of the hinges to open it. So they were like, well, we have another room in the annex. So we were like, that sounds promising. We walk our asses. I feel like to fucking Narnia. I was going to say, it was like climbing Mount Everest. Like the winds are howling. You see like the bodies of dead travelers as we're going up. Maria Von Trapp is spinning around and singing. 
we get there and it's a tundra. Oh, it was so cold. And we opened the room and it <gasps> looks like it hadn't been open nope. since Jesus was a baby. It had been sealed. Sealed it shut. It was the great tomb. <laughs> and it was so cold. So cold. And so dusty. And so old and nasty. We were like, this can't even be the same hotel. No, no way. It was like in a whole different like zip code yeah. from the other hotel. It was like if you uh, had taken our room and put it on Stranger Things and then somehow <laughs> the walked through the wall and it was the upside down version. It literally. <laughs> so really we was. spent one night there and Janine, <laughs> who was probably the most outspoken person I've ever met in my life was calling down every five minutes. It's cold. That's all she would do. And she'd hang up the phone. Like, and finally they brought us this heater. But when you plug this heater in, it was like the engine of a jet plane. <laughs> and it would backfire <laughs> through the night. It would just be like, <laughs> yeah, we thought we didn't know what we thought we were under attack. Oh and we're all sleeping in our winter coats, like legit winter uh -huh. coats. Like just there's one flickering light bulb. Not we couldn't even huddle around it to keep warm. It was very so, little house on the prairie. Very <laughs> little house on the scary. <laughs> so then we went down the next morning. We're like, look, we're here for the next three days. Please, Please help, help us. us. Help us. We're poor. <laughs> and they put us in a room that was kind of in between the really nice one and the really bad one. Like in the middle, yes. But it faced 42nd Street. That's right. Oh my gosh, yes. So this is what brings me to the good part of the yes. story. Uh -huh. So we had a lot of time on our hands after we opened the show because we only had to go perform for about an hour and a half yeah. every night. So we had all the time in the day and I was drinking heavily. I'm having my nice uh, non-alcoholic mocktail now. I've yeah. been sober for two years. I'm drinking years. wine. Yeah. But, but... We were very, very. And it was like ten o'clock in the inebriated. It was early because there was a liquor store down. Like you'd come down the hotel or to the bottom level, and literally right outside there was a liquor store. So we'd go in and buy like the eight dollar bottles of champagne, drinking it straight from the bottle. And people would be walking by on Forty Second, and we'd be like, "Hey, you, you, yes, you in the sweater." And the person would look up. We'd be like, "Girl, you look so good today." And they'd be like, "Oh, thank you." We're just yelling at people because we singing. learned. That you couldn't see nope. who was yelling at you from the street. <laughs> so we were like, we're drunk. Let's give people Liter compliments. And like literally hanging out of the window. So like mm -hmm. if we had just for whatever reason inched over a little bit, <laughs> it would have been like. It was an old lines. hotel where they still like built back when they still trusted people right. to open a window at a hotel. <laughs> Yeah, one fell swoop and it would have been like, hello, CNN, I'm live from the travel, was it travel? Travel in. in. Travel in, where two people fell. <laughs> 18 stories. They're fine. <laughs> we have a witness. They told me my sweater was beautiful and then I just fell out the window. <laughs> the compliments are falling out of the sky. But we did. We wanted to spread oh, a little a holiday cheer and cheer people up. But then we got on this other kick. Yes. About bow, 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 bow. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. If you're turned up, but your light bill's turned out, you drink for free. Bow, 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 bow. So after we tired of giving people compliments. <laughs> we were just doing like we were at a club. Yeah, a club. Club. Mm -hmm. So yes. <laughs> now that we've told that whole story, yes. you can see why this is one of my favorite people ever. Yes. Um, what do you got going on? Like what's what's what are you up to these days? Um, well, the holidays are coming up, so lots of holiday gigs. I'm doing Golden Gals with you. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also doing a show called Frog Pig at House, um, which is in Orlando as well. It's directly across the street from directly Hamburger Mary's. Across the street. Um, I'm at Hamburger Mary's every Friday and Sunday. 
Um, I'm at Sawmill on December 18th. So just picking up the holiday gigs where I can get them, trying to buy gifts for my nephew because that's it. <laughs> My husband doesn't need gifts. My family, it's just my nephew. That's it. Yeah. I'm trying to buy him some Legos and dinosaurs. That's and it. That's, that's all you need that's in all life. That's you need, yes. Legos and dinosaurs. Yes. And I'd like to give a shout out to my sister in law, Michelle, who is one of your biggest fans. <gasps> and she is <gasps> such a supporter of all things dragon. She's the best sister in law that anybody could ask for. So, Michelle, I'm going to tell you to listen to this. And Michelle. I love Michelle. And it, she's an attorney. So, if you ever need a good attorney, I, girl, I always need an attorney. Michelle got, Michelle got you. All right, Michelle. We're going to be in touch real soon. <laughs> Uh, so what is the one thing that you are most thankful for this Thanksgiving? Mm, I would say um, I'm always thankful for my family. I always mm -hmm. have been. But I'm really thankful for my friend circle because I feel like when you're younger, you're so obsessed with finding friends and making friends and trying to fit in and be popular. And I feel that, you know, I'm going to be 39 in February. I'm an old lady. I feel like at 38.75, I have really found my groove with my friends and I have mm -hmm. people that I can trust and people that I love and people that I can call at 3 a.m. and I know they're going to answer. So that's what I think I'm most thankful for is just my friend circle. I've got a really solid friend circle between y'all yeah. and my friends outside of the drag world. And everybody in my friend circle is open and understanding. I don't have any close-minded folks in my circle. Everybody is open to learning. Just very even your dad is open to learning. We yes, just talked about we that. We talked about that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and so I'm very fortunate that. You know, family, friends, everybody's very open. And I know mm. that there's a lot of people out there who have families that are not like that, which, yeah. you know, you work through it, but I'm very fortunate to have. I didn't have that family growing up. Yeah. <laughs> and now look at my house. Like mm -hmm. we've created that family. Yep. You have to create it sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And, and your friends become your family, essentially. And that's how mm -hmm. I feel. Yeah. So I have a couple of questions that we ask all of our guests and okay. we're going to rapid fire through these. Okay. One, what is your definition of a local queen? Um, some, oh gosh, um, somebody who's not been on RuPaul's Drag Race, but is equally as amazing as the girls who are on Drag Race. Okay. Yes. Two, what is the most embarrassing performance you've ever given? Um, I sang, I don't want to, I don't want to cry by Mariah Carey at a show and my voice gave out in the middle of the song. Yep. Three, what is the best performance you've ever given? Um, when I sang, I know where I've been at a pulse remembrance ceremony. And four. What advice would you give to any up-and-coming performers? Uh, don't listen to anybody who is not writing you a check. Ooh, that's a good one. I'm going to put yes. that on a t-shirt. <laughs> and then I'll write you a check hey. for it. <laughs> Where can all of our listeners find you? Um, I am on Facebook, Heather Abood, A-B-O-O-D. And on Instagram, Heather, A-B-O-O-O, -O, extra O for girth. <laughs> D. My profile is on private because of my day job. But if you add me and just say that you heard me on Local Queens, I will add you and we'll become friends and you'll get to see my insane Instagram stories that yes. most of the time star my nephew or me being drunk. In a bathtub singing songs yes. that you yes. know and love. <laughs> I love you so I much, love girl. You more. All right, we're going to take a quick break and I'll be back with my next guest on this <gasps> extra special stuffed rendition. Mm. Of local queen. Gobble, gobble. Until you wobble, wobble. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to our super stuffed Thanksgiving special edition of Local mm -hmm. Queen. As always, I'm Ginger Minge, and I'm here with my firstborn drag child, my baby, the fruit of my looms, 
Mr. Joshua Roth. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Mama? I'm wonderful, my love. What, what's what's kicking these days? Oh, man. Um, so performing part-time and fundraising for gay politics full-time. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of gay politics? Um, so I work for an organization called uh, LGBTQ Victory Fund. Mm-hmm. And it is our mission to elect openly LGBTQ people across the country. And coming up January 2022, we will have officially over a thousand gay people serving across the country. I love that. And Lee Shannon is not one of them. Lee Shannon is not one of them. But she withdrew from the race. She did. For those of you who don't know, Lee Shannon is like a local legend. And so mm-hmm. she's been performing here for years and years and years. Uh, a staple of Hamburger Mary's where we both work frequently. And um, she announced she was running for like city commissioner. Mm-hmm. And then maybe, I don't know, like a month later says, ah, never mind. I, my foot hurts or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what her reasonings were, but it was something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so I'm just saying, I'm bringing that up to be like, so would she, like, would your organization raise funds for her to use to campaign with? Yeah. So there are a couple ways we operate. Um, the organization that I work for itself, um, we endorse candidates. And then uh, we will give them financial support. And then we'll also give them uh, pro bono campaign support. Um, and then we will encourage our donor base to give their own funds to the candidates as well. Oh, I should have hooked up with you before uh, the, the finale of All-Star 6. Yeah. You could have uh, openly campaigned. In, <laughs> I mean, I openly campaigned. You did, did, you did. Everybody <laughs> in Orlando did. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. Seriously. Even Lee Shannon. It was very sweet. <laughs> Okay, so for those of, of, of my, my friends and my listeners out here who may not know who you are, which I'm sure they all do if they follow me, they follow you, but give us the little Reader's Digest version of who you are and how you fit into our little queendom. Sure. So um, I'm Josh Roth. I started performing professionally about 10, 12 years ago, and I met you when we were doing a beautiful community theater production of Chicago. Yes. It wasn't community theater. It was theater for the community. (laughs) Yes. We got a stipend. We did. We were professional actresses. You know, I actually found, I don't think I ever cashed that check. I think I found it like years ago. I never, I always cashed the checks and gave it back to Franny. It was at theater downtown, which is no longer with us, but it was, it was just an icon. Mm-hmm. here in, in our arts and entertainment community. It was kind of like like the heartbeat of our community here. It was where I did some of my favorite work. Me ever. too. And then we did Evil Dead. And then you said, come dance with me at Banana's Diner. Yeah. And I did that for years. And ever since then, I've just been performing both full-time and part-time and doing gigs with you when I can. And those are my favorite gigs, I have mm-hmm. to say, that I ever get to do. Well, you moved here as an impressionable youth, mm-hmm. had yeah. no body. Yeah. Really? So how did you come here to Orlando? Because you're from... From Denver, Colorado. Denver, Colorado. I wanted to say Aurora for some reason. Are you from Aurora? Aurora, technically, but I always say Denver because people know where Denver is, and Aurora is just a suburb that's like 20 minutes okay. south. Um, but yeah, I was came to work for the Disney College program, selling turkey legs at Magic Kingdom for mm-hmm. a good year. And then I got myself into some dance classes, got back into school, got my degree, and started tap dancing my way onto stages yeah and i met you and greg yes and daniel my three boys i met them at the same time we were all in chicago together Mm -hmm. um you're kind of the only one that sticks around me all the time um because you're you're here like you're still with me the other boys have moved off and it's been sad to see them leave the nest but (laughs) 
I'm very happy that you're still here because not only are you a lovely person, you're a great singer, great dancer, fantastic actor, and just very charismatic on stage. So audiences here in Orlando have really fallen in love with you. Well, don't 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 boost my ego too much. Well, it works for my reputation. Got you know? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're yeah. a credit to my name. Positive vibes only. <laughs> yes. So what do you uh, do, like, as far as um, the drag entertainment community, how do you fit into that? Yeah. So uh, once I started dancing at Bananas with you, I started getting into meeting more queens, and I started doing backup dancing for pageants. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of my favorite backup dancing for pageants experiences was for Alexis Mateo. Uh, oh, yeah. In Dallas, Texas. First, her Cinderella number. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I did that, and then um, Mr. Miss Adrian for Mr. Comedy Queen. Sorry, Miss Comedy Queen. Yes. Um, and then uh, Broadway Brunch Bunch and Hamburger Mary's I did with you for years. Yeah. Um, and ever since then, I've just kind of been going in and out of those circles. And now your life has taken a little bit of a different turn. It's taken you away from uh, the entertainment world a little bit. Well, it's it's replaced you in the uh, the entertainment world. Because yeah. you're working kind of on a different aspect of it. Yeah, and I still get to work with entertainers. Like uh, the gala I'm planning next week, uh, Marty Allen Cummings um, from New York, who is a oh, wonderful... Marty. Let me tell you about Marty okay. for just one second. <laughs> okay. Back before I even discovered Ginger, I was working as a team lead at the Lion King on Broadway. And uh, I was part of the team that moved it from the New Amsterdam Theater over to the Minskoff. And Marty was hired as a merchandising team uh, member and I had to train him. And that's a lot of energy, (laughs) particularly what 16, 17, 18 years ago when this was, Oh my God, I have never met somebody with more natural energy and drive and opinion on anything. Yep. We'll argue with you to say the sky is blue and they will tell you, no, it's pink and this is white. Yep, 100%. But but I love that. I love that. But yeah. meanwhile, I'm trying to like tag Simba dolls and, and <laughs> count out freaking Pumba cookies. Marty's like, no, 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 let's do it this way. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? I have a really important job for you. Here's the lunch orders for everybody. And I was like, girl, you order from this place. You order from this place. Let's send them around. This is the only way I could get things counted the first couple days. <laughs> so uh, that was my first experience with Marty Cummings. And it's something that I take with me to this day. So I don't know Marty super well, but uh, they ran for city council in New York. Um, Unfortunately did not win, but they're going to be emceeing our gala. Mm -hmm. So again, another wonderful crossover of entertainment and politics and uh, in the LGBTQ community. And so I'm I'm never truly separated from it. No, no, not at all. And it's never really about winning. Because I I have learned from personal experience, when you don't win, it kind of pushes you uh, a little bit more to be a little bit more vocal and take some more chances. And uh, I'm really grateful that I get to do that. You know, I get to push the boundaries a little bit more. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think um, I think one of my favorite parts of being in the drag world is um, getting to see everything that you've gotten to do over the last 10 years uh, from two and a half seasons of Drag Race. And... <laughs> <laughs> two and a half. <laughs> I don't know, my couple of episodes on season 11, they might uh, balance out All-Stars too. <laughs> a little bit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, I'm constantly so, so happy for all the amazing things you're getting to do. And I love that I get to watch and cheer you on. But I love it because um, Josh and Heather, we have a texting group. So every time I'm working on a project, it's like four in the morning. I'm like, look who I just met. Because <laughs> I know they're the only ones that A, care, and B, aren't going to rat me out for my NDA. 
the pictures we got recently. I know. I can't tell any of you about it yet, but you're going to love it. I Mm -hmm. promise. You're going to get your whole gay life. Yep. Uh, So what is one thing that you are super thankful for this year? I have grown up with a wonderful, wonderful family. And uh, to get personal, um, I lost my mother this year. Um, And I will most likely lose my father fairly soon as well. So having chosen family like you, like Heather, like CJ, like my beautiful fiance, Andy. (gasps) They're um, getting married, y'all. We are. Um, He put a snake in his boot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Having all of you uh, has made it bearable and easy and um, reminds me that there is still so much life worth living. That's right. And it's so not like we had our little Thanksgiving last year. But it's so nice today with our friends giving like everybody that we love and care about is here. And it's really it's great. It's good to see everybody and have that sense of community. All right. I'm going to rattle off these four questions that I ask all of my guests. Okay. One, what is your definition of a local queen? Um, Ginger Minge, the Minx, Mr. Miss Adrian. Combined, rolled together. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think the role of a local queen is? ambassador and performer i i know know those are interesting but i think ambassador and advocate i think every drag queen is an advocate um just in in their own existence it it comes from subversion and civil disobedience Mm -hmm. um yeah i think that's it's an it's important to say that too because i feel like the more we swing towards mainstream pop culture um and the newer the audience becomes the younger the audience becomes sometimes they don't realize or they forget that drag is about as punk rock as you can get. Mm -hmm. You know, when drag started is very underground. It was all about taking these, these taboo subjects and and all that and kind of turning them on their head in an entertaining way that made people go, Oh shit, let's talk about this. Yeah. Let's make change. Let's like, like, let's really kind of fight for the community. And uh, that's one thing in my heart that I hope, we kind of always hold on to and never let get too far away and maybe kind of pull the pendulum back a little bit on. Mm-hmm. I hope that we all remain advocates for the community. Uh, two, what is the most embarrassing performance you've ever given? <laughs> uh, there was, there was this one time I was doing this cabaret and uh, I was dressed as Woody. Uh-huh. Um, and I was from Toy Story. From, to- yeah, from Toy Story. Not a Woody. And I was, I was very, very drunk. I don't remember who kept getting me those drinks from the bar. And um, the next thing I know, I'm outside the train tracks uh, in a Woody onesie, <laughs> the hat and everything, just you know, <laughs> having the whiskey come right back up. But let me tell you something about that. So uh, Heather and Josh and I, we used to do this whole cabaret series at Hamburger Mary's. It was the first one that he did with us. It was Disney themed and. This is this boy is about as Disney as you can get. That <laughs> smile always so pleasant to everybody. So as people were walking by the train tracks and he's hurling his guts up, he's still going hi, <laughs> hi, and taking pictures. It's you're definitely your mother's child, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. What is the performance you are most proud of in your life? I I have two. Um, Naked Boy Singing, which I did for a year at the Parliament House. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of it, not necessarily for the artistic quality, which was fantastic. It was. I saw but, it. Um, I'm proud of it because of the uh, confidence and insight that it gave to myself as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my second one would be a local production, Wanzi with a Z. 
Um, that was good. It based, was at the Fringe Festival. Mm-hmm, based on the life of local playwright and activist Michael Wanzi. And uh, that was that experience, doing the show with him, was life-changing. I need to have Michael Wanzi on this show. Yeah, you do. I absolutely do. And um, my last question would be, what advice do you have to any up-and-coming local performer? Um, I started doing my best work when I stopped giving a shit about what other people thought of me. Yeah. So do it for you. Yeah. Look at me. Season seven, All-Star six, I did what I wanted to and I did well. All-Stars two, I tried to do what everybody told me to do and it was horrible. Horrible. It wasn't horrible. For me it was though. It just, ugh, it didn't even feel fun. You know, like at the end of the day, you can fail miserably at something, but you'd be like, that was cool. Right. That was great. I loved it. Yep. That was not <laughs> the case with that. Uh, where can all of our listeners find you? Um, you can find me in TV Land Live Productions. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll either be doing pre-show music or making little cameos. So Golden Gals coming up. Um, occasionally I'll be at Universal Studios, but uh, most importantly, follow me on Instagram. J-R-O-D-I-S underscore eight nine. Jrodis underscore eight nine. That's me. Yeah. And of course you can always find me at gingerminge.com. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break and I'll be back with another fabulous guest on this super stuffed rendition of Local Queen. Mwah. See you soon. Welcome back, everybody, to our super stuffed Thanksgiving edition of Local Queen. I'm here with the Queenie's Queen. I think I've ever met. Okay. Okay. <laughs> She's not so fast, Mama. Tyler, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm living my dream, my best life. Oh. I'm here in my, my beautiful studio. It's my bedroom. It's, oh my it's, it's <laughs> like the corner wall. But I'm never in my house. That's, that's actually. So I'm actually really excited about it. And then we're here today, and there's so many people that I love, and it's nice to share those moments, you know, especially after last year. Yeah, girl. So why don't you take a moment, just introduce yourself to our listeners and give them the Reader's Digest version. Oh my gosh. Hi, I'm Tyler. Um, I am Orlando's premier polyamorist. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> well, when we were inviting uh, for, we're trying to get a, a, a guest count for our friends giving today. We were like, um, is it you and, and the husband, you the husband and the boyfriend, you the husband and the boyfriend and the new boyfriend? <laughs> What's going on? How many? Oh my god! You got a clown car full of yeah, absolutely. And I'm ending. I'm, I'm building an army of twinks. Well, it's yeah. nice. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, it's really nice, you know, especially after the year we've had. Absolutely, you got to be prepared for anything. You're telling me. You yeah, gotta, you got to be ready to go. <laughs> so you're Orlando's premier polyamorous. Yeah, and then yeah, <laughs> polygamous. No, no, not polygamous. What's polygamy? I don't know, but it sounds the, it, it sounds Mormon, and I don't care. Isn't for that the, like where they have more than one? wife yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know I, I'm, I'm, trying to to get, I'm not trying to get married a couple times you know no, like, but i am an ordained minister and i could use the bookings okay i mean yeah. like we can make that happen just do it one by one though oh, okay so yeah. i get four bookings out of it, or three i got you yeah. well by the time we get through the first three there'll be a fourth so anyway <laughs> <laughs> and how do you fit into our little queendom over here okay so i met you um because i wrote and directed uh, your show for the Orlando French Festival, Arden. Yeah, yeah. well, we met before that. Well, a little bit. A little bit. We, we, we had met on and off. I like seeing you at your shows. And of course, you know mm-hmm. Amy, who um, is a good pal of mine and then worked with us together. On mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And she called me and she was like, hey, my friend Tyler wrote this musical and he wrote this. It's like taking uh, the best parts of Midsummer Night's Dream and As You Like It or something, Mm -hmm. right? And all these different Shakespearean shows and putting them together. And he wrote the role of Titania with you in mind. And I was like, well, (laughs) my very first Shakespeare, I played Moth in a Midsummer Night's Dream (laughs) and I won Best Juvenile Actor for it. Um, and so, <laughs> but I was always so bitter as cat piss because I wanted to be Titania. She was so fierce. <laughs> Her name was Patty Corso, mm-hmm. and she's still like a big part of the Orlando theater community. She like yeah. she runs in her own circles. Like nobody else is. She she decides what her circle is going to be and she runs it. I love her and I still aspire to be her. But I wanted to be her so bad when we were doing a Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, yeah, I would love to do it. So we sit down and we do a Zoom oh my gosh. reading yeah. like a, a year before we even did the show. Oh, yeah, we were all still in our houses. We, yeah, like, we yeah. locked up tight. Mm-hmm. I hadn't even gone to film All Stars at that point. Yeah, no, that was... Yeah. And uh, I was like, well, I have nothing else to do. I know how Zoom works now, so let's do it. <laughs> like three hours later, we finished oh the show. God, and I was it like, was so long. I mean, well, there's, there's a lot of good ideas in there, but... How are we going to do this at the French Festival where they give you 60 minutes? Listen, and I said, we're going to make it work. And we did. We did. (laughs) And so Amy called and said, hey, we got chosen in the lottery for the Orlando Fringe. Are you still willing to do it? And I was like, yes, absolutely. Let's go ahead and do it. Um, And talk to him. Talk to me a little bit about that. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, like, I mean, it was a wild process, right? We had that big, beautiful cast, (laughs) the biggest cast at the festival that year. Yeah. Um, It went incredibly well, super well received. Um, And I mean, that was... You're being modest, too, though. Okay. Yeah, I know. We we won a shit ton of awards. (laughs) (laughs) And we broke a lot of records, We did. We did break a lot of records. I think we sold more than anything else at the festival. Ever. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And we also broke the floor. Um, that we did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the the way this is, so there's this bit where um where you're playing Titania, right, and you're being pushed around the stage, um, banging a donkey. Uh, As you do, uh, like you do, yeah. On this huge like chaise, right, that's all covered in flowers and has wheels on it, right, and have little like stoppers on it because you know we were on stage and we wanted to make sure like you know it wasn't moving (laughs) too much. Um, but um, the fairies that were supposed to like push them off like did not disengage the brakes the way they were supposed to, and um so we uh ended up like having the the brakes down and they drive right across the stage of the orlando so now i feel like i can admit something to you now that enough time has passed okay and i don't feel like we can get in trouble for it anymore Uh uh-huh it was not the (laughs) brakes it was my giant ruffled coat that i was wearing that robe yeah it, I got a little carried away because I thought Jared was lovely and we were having a beautiful, intimate encounter on the stage that evening. I thought you were. And the the coat slipped and I didn't pull it up like I usually do. Yeah. And it got rolled into the wheels. And so the wheels weren't rolling. Oh so my was- God! It was <laughs> you! It, well, uh, it, it was, was your, not it was me. The, it was the coat. It was, it was the, the coat. coat. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like enough time has passed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I cannot deal <laughs> Amy don't listen to this groundbreaking theater <laughs> literally literally groundbreaking um, but it was such a great experience and then we decided hey we like each other so um, now I'm the seventh in their relationship hey. and I brought several with me as well so Absolutely. we're starting a commune yeah mm-hmm. uh, and this is our way of letting them know so so we've uh, we've spoken about working together on some other projects yeah and then you and Amy came to me after I released uh, 
Double Wide Diva, yes. which is now available on all streaming platforms. Make sure you go listen to it. And you had a great idea. So talk to me about that. Oh, yeah. So that's the show that I'm kind of in the process of writing right now. Um, yeah, so Amy and I approached you and we were like, okay, so we're kind of obsessed with like one, the music of Double Wide Diva and two, like, you know, your whole story. And also like, uh, the way that it kind of has like the way you've been intertwining it with the Wizard of Oz narrative, right? Like yeah. how you did it on All Stars and then like kind of continued it as you were releasing the album. Mm-hmm. And we were like, we think this is the concept for a musical, right? So, um, that is currently what we're working on is, uh, Pretty, the origin of a Double Wide Diva. Um, a, a ginger mingical. Exactly. <laughs> it's a ginger mingical. A ginger mingical. So you yeah. know it's going to be magical and glittery and Absolutely. very, very dramatic. Um, but I also, I love the ideas that uh, have been ban- bantied, bandied? Bantered. Thrown around. Okay, yeah. I love the ideas that have been bandied. I think it's bandied. Okay, bet. I don't know. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna say it. Bandied around. Um, and it, it's uh, it's very new. It's different. Like, it feels very fresh. It's not Definitely. like, oh, hey, we're going to write this this show and throw these songs in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, the, everything has got a place and a reason. Well, yeah, because, I mean, like, yeah, because we're, you know, using your music, like, it has really allowed, like, yeah, because your music is all very personal and very autobiographical kind of the whole time. It's therapy. Yeah, absolutely. It is. Um, it's cheaper than therapy to release an album. So there <laughs> there <you> it is. <laughs> but no, allowing that to drive the story, I think, has really like allowed it to shape in that way. So how did you get involved with um, theater, particularly like in the queer space in the first place? Um, so I really, like, I, I've been a theater kid forever, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I started when I was nine. I was like an elf in um, a show called The Christmas Toy Shop at the local Civic Theater in Little Holland, Michigan. My very first role ever, I was an elf. <gasps> and I was on Santa's helpline. And he'd be like, sorry, he's busy right now. That was my line. <laughs> I love that. That was my line. I'm obsessed. Um, but, and like, uh, putting together like, you know, like queer work has always kind of been something I'm passionate about, mm-hmm. but wasn't really something I was able to do uh, back home, right? Like, you know, it's, it's a pretty Where small was home? Uh, Holland, Michigan. Holland. Mm-hmm. I was just in Windsor, Ontario, Canada, which is like a hop, skip, and a jump from Michigan. Yeah, you you did um, my my home gay bar. You did Hamburger Mary's Grand Rapids a little while back. Oh, I did. Mm-hmm. That was really fun. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. was nice. I didn't realize that was close to Holland. Very. Um, it's like, that's, everything that's around the there, city, right? Like, <laughs> everything around there is so oddly named because like i just did this this quick little canadian tour and it was like windsor and um there's a london and then like a paris like all these different all these these like big bougie cities and so you have high expectations and you go and you're like oh no it's just michigan (laughs) 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 there's nothing wrong with it but it's not holland yeah there were no wooden shoes like no four people live here um okay no holland is wild okay we're gonna we're gonna talk about it for a second holland has this tulip festival that happens every spring which up until probably i was in high school did not realize that everyone didn't have tulip time in may and it's like a two-week thing and like the tourists come in and like dutch dance is like an elective in school like that you can learn like it's a whole thing do you wear the Um, wooden shoes i had a pair of wooden shoes until i was about 10 i had a pair (laughs) of wooden teeth yeah no i did okay i'm like you know what i didn't it's a day for confessions so (laughs) i was offering free circumcisions with every blowjob oh my god um but yeah so um, I didn't really get into making theater in the queer space and getting to like write queer stories until I moved here to Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I wrote um, a musical version of Shakespeare's As You Like It. 
that then got picked up by Amy and ITW um, in the Wings Productions and um, got eventually transformed into Arden. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we brought you on, which made me completely lose my mind because back when I was like, doing theater like in holland right like i didn't have gay friends and i would just kind of like hide in my room and watch drag race on my <laughs> on my laptop and like that was when like you were on it and like so, <laughs> i was on well yeah no like it was around the same time so like yeah and then getting to like come down here and be like you know who i've always wanted to be and that's also like the whole theme of like the musical yeah. right you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah and getting to do it with you was like really fucking rad <laughs> well and i love that like you were uh very closeted living in holland michigan mm-hmm. And then didn't have a boyfriend. You come down here and you get three. Three, yeah. You're making up for lost time. Absolutely. Hi, uh, David, Timmy, other Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) The the other Tyler came first. And I don't mean that in a chicken or or egg kind of situation. Uh, Other Tyler came first. Yes. Then it was David. Yeah, then a year ago, David. And then then Timmy. Timmy. Yeah. After Arden. After Arden. During Arden. After Arden. After. <laughs> yeah, I was winking for those of you who are just listening to this podcast. Um, and so how does that household work? Like, how do you, how do you mesh four big personalities together? Honestly, like, it, it works surprisingly well. Like, you know, I would think that there would be drama. There's really not. Um, and everybody kind of has their stuff. I mean, real talk, other Tyler is like the boss over there like and you know like he well, i was gonna say yeah, who who yeah. rules the roost oh other tyler yeah no for sure it is his house like you know and he makes sure that we like you know do the dishes he cooks dinner like you know yeah, like, <laughs> he is in charge and then we all pile into our king size bed all on top of each other because <laughs> i haven't made a trip to city furniture yet at least you're all thin you know yeah yeah it's it's like a very uh interesting game of jenga mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. tetris it's that yeah seeing what shapes what, fit where what pieces yeah <laughs> This is uh, now turned into an adult podcast. So oh, I didn't know it was for the after. No, <laughs> girl, if you're listening to this, you've heard worse. Yeah, I'm like, I am absolutely sure. What was your first drag experience? Oh gosh, what was it? Other than watching it on Drag Race, right, 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 right. I think before I think I actually saw Queens in the Club before I watched Drag Race. Oh uh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You went to the club. There's a club. Yeah. So. Um, or just the Hamburger Mary. No, there's a there's a well there was I haven't been back to Michigan in so long. <laughs> there's this drag club called Rumors. Um, oh, yeah. I know Rumors. Yeah. My friend Maddie works there. Oh no way! Yeah, Matthew Statfield. Nice. Maddie Staddy. Maddie Staddy. Maddie Staddy the daddy. Ooh. He's really sweet and very cute. Love it. And very single. If anybody's looking in the Holland, Michigan area. Well, I mean, I'm. A- <laughs> I'm not really looking for hey, a you, you, um, Yeah, you're yeah, full. Yeah, full exactly. Um, but yeah, I think the first time I was there for Pride, and uh, yeah, I think that was the first time I went. Was I went to a drag show at Pride and yeah. uh, Diamond Danae and Batty Davis. <gasps> I love Batty Davis. We know, we know Batty. Batty was one of the first drag queens I ever saw. I yeah. do. I know Batty Davis. We went to the same high school. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic! <laughs> yeah. So talented, so fun. Yeah, fierce. Yeah. yeah, fierce. Yeah, that's what the kids say. I can't do. I got you. <laughs> yeah, I, I look like a dog with peanut butter on the roof of its mouth. <laughs> uh, so you saw Drag in the Club, then you started watching Drag Race, yeah. and you moved to Orlando, whole new lease on life, and you're like, I'm going to write a musical for a drag queen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, short version, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which if you think about it, I mean, really, like, we kind of get the foundation of drag, no pun intended, from Shakespeare. Yeah, absolutely. Because in the original Shakespearean plays, for a lot of you who, who maybe listen to this, you might not know, it was illegal for women to participate. So the men always played 
the women's roles as well. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the original Titania was a drag queen. So, I mean, we're, exactly. not, we're not too far off the path. No, we're, yeah. we're actually, we're being progressive by going back to our roots. Absolutely. Yeah, and don't look at my roots because they haven't been touched up in a while. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I've been getting so many compliments on this haircut. And I'm like, uh, this was an accident. This was so my hair would fit under a wig. Right here. It's great. Like, yeah, it's fine. I'll leave it. I'll let it go. Oh, I am speaking of letting. I feel like I've let myself go and so oily and shiny, but I'm you so excited. Know. It's been such a fun day here. Yeah, for sure. Um, thanks for letting me, you know, join your family for Thanksgiving. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Once you're part of the Minge family, you're you're kind of in it forever. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> we don't let people go very often. <laughs> <laughs> I could not be happier. So what is one thing that you are super thankful for this year? Really, this year, I think the biggest thing that I am thankful for was Arden, right? Like, and getting to have that experience, especially after the year we had, right? Like, especially after a year where, you know, everything felt so uncertain, especially in the entertainment industry, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, and I was like, wow, like, you know, because the, the original version that didn't include you um, got canceled by the pandemic, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was part of um, the Disney stage. So it happened at stage and then... Um, do you remember we got Brown Venue? Do you remember that happened? Oh, back when Brown yeah, Venue was the thing. And they Brown named Ven- it Brown because it is the shittiest venue correct, at correct. Orlando. Fringe. So it was supposed to be in the Brown Venue. And it, that was like, it, and so we were like, all right, we're going to scale the production way down, but we're still going to pull it off. And then it got canceled. And then, and like, honestly, like for that piece, like the pandemic is low-key the best thing that could have happened for yeah. that. Right? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, because it ended up having this whole new lease on life and having this, you know, becoming uh, what it was. And, uh, you know, bringing so many incredible people into my life that's why i have learned and this is gonna sound dirty so take it however you want yes sir it's never good to force something ever i've tried so hard in my life to like i want this to happen and i want it to happen now i've worked my whole life and i feel like this should be here now yeah but i've learned that when you do kind of push things to happen in a certain time frame it never pans out the way that you want it never lasts as long as you want it never feels the way that you thought it would but when you just kind of take a step back and let life play out yeah it usually means more and feels better you're right <laughs> like, yeah yeah no like really like and that that is something that i i for sure that like I have been learning through 2020, right? The pandemic is what really taught me that. Yeah, because it it really was like, you know, you had all these milestones that Mm -hmm. you were setting, like, and that was all I could wrap my head around was I was like, uh, this is ruining everything. You know what I mean? And really, like, at the end, I was like, no, this actually caused everything to happen. And if Mm -hmm. it it wouldn't have happened the way it was supposed to otherwise. And you should always look for the silver lining in every situation. I mean, I'm 37 years old now, and it probably took me 36 and a half years to really understand what that meant. Cause everybody always told me like, just wait, the time will come. It right. will, it'll mean more. It'll be happier. And I was like, no, I won't. This is ridiculous. I hate it. And then all of a sudden it really kind of had everything happened in its own time. And I couldn't have asked for better. Absolutely. Including Arden. Like it for was sure, just, yeah. it was such a great experience and I really enjoyed it. So I have a couple of questions that I ask all of my guests. Oh, I'm going to okay. ask you Here rapid fire. One. What is your definition of a local queen? A local queen. Uh, I would say somebody who is, you know, beloved by their, like, community, right? Like, somebody who people, like, trot out to see in person and, you know, like, have that, you know, that group, that following, right? Yeah. Well, don't ask me. Well, okay, this is my definition. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There are no wrong answers to that. Uh, Two, what is 
is the most embarrassing performance you've ever given? The most embarrassing performance I've ever given. Oh, they've all been that good? Oh, no, stop it! Stop it! <laughs> um, ooh, ooh, okay. So there was this one time I was doing The Music Man, um, and I was Marcellus Washburn. Oh, uh, yeah, Shapoopy, mm-hmm. Shapoopy. Yep, and I was out there doing the Shapoopy, um, <laughs> and at the end, um, they... Um, they... Um, were like they picked me up right like uh-huh. they, yeah they did a lift and like picked me up um and me being uh the the basic bitch i am um <laughs> like what like would do like this riff at the end right that like is uncalled cause. uncalled for music man well um, i think yeah, mary but, martin was a fan of it as well yeah um, yeah you know um so I, I i would pop one off um and uh so they went to lift me um, something went wonky on my way up. Um, I one missed the note, right? Like just cracked up there. <laughs> and then two kind of put myself off balance and almost fell on my way back down. And it was very apparent. <laughs> Live theater folks. There's nothing like it. Uh, was it like one of those things? Like, um, like my brother was a cheerleader for a very long okay. time. My very butch, butch brother was a fantastic cheerleader. Incredible. And always told the stories about how, like, the girls wouldn't wear the panties or, like, the little spanks. <laughs> and and they would, like, this is high school. We don't condone this kind of behavior. Absolutely not. I am just relaying a story from 20-plus years ago. Um, he was, like, and then, like, the girls would, they'd accidentally drop the girls and all of a sudden get a handful <gasps> I'm gonna leave it at that. Oh um, no! What I'm asking is, did you give the uh, the dancers a handful? I mean, I don't know about all that. <laughs> <laughs> We're still talking Holland, Michigan. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what less to work with? <laughs> <laughs> Number three. Yeah. What is the performance that you're most proud of in your life? The performance that I'm most proud of in my life. Oh, they've all been that bad. Um, th- there is this performance that was really big for me. Okay, so I went to college briefly at this really, um, at this really tiny uh, Christian school in Southern Tennessee. Oh, lovely! Mm-hmm. I like where this yeah. is going. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and at the end, like, I ended up like moving back to Michigan and being like, "Hey, yo, I'm dropping out. I'm not doing this anymore. The conversion therapy didn't work." Anyway, um, and um, I kind of like I dropped out of you know my theater education program, and I thought like it was kind of over. And around that same time, um, somebody who like became my theater mentor reached out to me and like hadn't directed me since I was a kid and was like, yo, we're doing uh, this like wild big production of Susical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, I heard you're back in town. Will you come play the cat? Right. Aww. Yeah. And I was like 20. Um, and you know, just like last yeah, year. Yeah, stop it. Thank you. But no. <laughs> uh, and, and it was at a place where I was like, oh man, my life's over. You know what I mean? And yeah. like getting to do that and, you know, uh, help me feel like myself again. Right. Yeah. You know, which is why, and I mean, I think I did a good job, but like also See like the pictures, you look nice. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, but that, that was the thing that like, really like, I, I I'm very proud of that moment. And number four, mm-hmm. what advice would you give to any up and coming performer? Ooh, advice that I'd give to up-and-coming performers. Um, mm-hmm. get, get, <laughs> that grinder? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'd say um, 
I, a big thing that I had to learn was like getting comfy with uh, things not always working out, right? Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah, good yeah. advice. You know what I mean? Both like once you're in the show, like or if you're on the audition circuit and you're hustling, or if you're like me and you're writing and pitching shows, right? Like you have to get real comfy with, yeah. uh, you know, the uh, you're gonna hear no ten times, but the the one yes is so worth it, right? Like yes. yeah. <laughs> well, and yeah. I would add on to that and say don't be closed off in your ideas too, because yeah. like like you and Amy would come to me and say these are ideas, and I go no no yes maybe no and then we sit and talk about it and i think like if you're open to being collaborative with people i'm not just saying with me i'm just saying <laughs> as i have learned because i used to be the kind to sit back and go whatever you want whatever you want is mm-hmm. fine and then i was never i never felt completely artistically fulfilled so i would start giving some feedback and that's really the beauty of art is when you can collaborate and you can create yeah. and i think that as long as you just stay open to things not going how you intended, but um, maybe how you hoped. Because <laughs> yeah. those can be two very different things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the more successful you'll be. Yeah. Yeah. Where can all of our listeners find you? You can follow me on Instagram at your pal Tyler. <laughs> or Snapchat. Yeah, you know. Grinder, Growler, Scrub. Absolutely. Sniffies.com. Christian Mingle. Farmers, Farmers Only. only. <laughs> <laughs> J-Date. <laughs> Wherever, always looking for us to have ninth over here. Absolutely. 10, 12, a solid 12. Um, extra income to finance <laughs> the new bed. That too. <laughs> well, Tyler, I love you so much. Thank you for being a part of my family. And oh, thank you for coming you, and joining baby. me. Mm-hmm. You're the best. Thank you. I appreciate you it. Know. Um, so I'm going to take one more quick little break. And then we'll be back in just a moment with our final thoughts for our Super Stuff Thanksgiving Ooh. Spectacular. Mwah. All right, so we're here. We're wrapping up our super stuffed Thanksgiving episode of Local Queen with Ginger Minge. And I would like to introduce you to my family right now. But over here, we have our matriarch. This is my mother, Shirley. What's the one thing you're most thankful for this Thanksgiving? That we're all together. Spending this beautiful Thanksgiving season. <laughs> and question and answer that is contestant number one <laughs> no she's she's very right when she says that though it's the first time uh most of our family has been together in a while right back here this is all of us is all of us right back here is my oldest nephew steven he, we haven't seen him in a couple of years and he's here with his beautiful family this is my niece Teresa right here these are their babies this is brendan and bryson and uh, Stephen, what is the thing that you are most thankful for this year? Uh, it's definitely going to be family. Um, so we're not, we don't get together very often as a whole, but uh, that is the best part. Um, but I'm just glad my kids could be here to see everybody that they don't get to see very often. We so. are too. We are too. Even if you don't want to come and sit on my lap. <laughs> 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 Teresa, what are you most thankful for? Uh, family. <laughs> <laughs> this is my sister Stacy, right back here. Hey. That is the mother of these two right here, Stephen and Braden. Mm-hmm. Stacy, what are you most thankful for? I am thankful that my children got to come see me finally. It's been so long. I'm so glad that Stephen and Teresa and the grandchildren and grand boys are here. With us, so um, and for Thanksgiving, pre-Thanksgiving, pre—it's our friendsgiving. <laughs> so happy, very happy about that. Brayden, what are you most thankful uh, for? Family and to see Stephen, Teresa, and Brendan Larson. Brendan, what are you most thankful for? I'm thankful for being around family when I haven't seen that much. 
Yeah. <laughs> Next time I ask you for a hug, don't act like it's a problem. <laughs> Michael, right back here. What are you most thankful for? I am most thankful for having a family that I finally enjoy spending the holidays with. <laughs> and getting to tour the world of you two crazy people. <laughs> and then my beautiful husband right here, CJ, what are you most thankful for? Um, family. And you. Oh, that's oh, for, you're putting it on for the camera. I love that. <laughs> and from the bottom of my heart, as always, I'm thankful, of course, for this family, but all of my family out there listening to this wherever you are in the world. Remember, we're here for you and support your local queen. Your local queen. Your local queen. Your local queen.